0: The Adventures of Roderick Random by Tobias Smollett Chapter One Of my birth and parentage, I was born in the northern part of the United Kingdom in the house of my grandfather, a gentleman of considered fortune and influence who had on many occasions signalised himself in behalf of his country, was remarkable for his abilities in the law, which he exercised with great success in the station of a judge, particularly against beggars, for whom he had a singular aversion. My father, his youngest son, falling in love with a poor relation, who lived with the old gentleman in quality of a housekeeper, espoused her privately as the first fruit of that marriage. During the pregnancy, a dream could be imposed. My mother so much that her husband, tired of impoturity, at last consulted a highland seer, whose fable interpretation he would have secured beforehand by a bribe, but found him incorruptible. She dreamed he was was delivered of a tennis ball, which the devil, too, to a great surprise, acted a part of midwife. Struck so forcibly with a racket, they disappeared in an instant. She was for some time inconsolable for the loss of her offspring, when all of a sudden she beheld it return with equal violence enter the earth beneath her feet, whence he immediately sprung up a goodly tree covered with blossoms, the scent of which... Operated so strongly on the nerves that she awoke. The attentive sage, after some deliberation, assured my parents, "Their first-born be a great traveller. He will undergo many dangers and difficulties, and at last return to his native land, where he would flourish in happiness and reputation. How truly this was foretold will appear in the sequel. It is not long before some officious person informed my grandfather of certain familiarities that pass between his son and the housekeeper, which alarmed him so much. A few days after, he told my father it was high time for him to think of settling. He had provided a match for him, to which he could, in justice, have no obligations, objections. My father, finding it finding it would be impossible to conceal his situation much longer, frankly owned what he had done, and excused himself for, for not having asked the consent of his father, by saying he knew it would have been for to no purpose, and that his inclination being known, my grandfather might have taken such measures as would have effectually put a gratification of it out of his power. He added that no expectations, that that no exceptions could be taken to his wife's virtue, birth, beauty, and good sense. As for fortune, it was beneath his care. The old gentleman, who kept all his passions, set one, acts in order, heard him to an end with great temper, and then calmly asked how he proposed to maintain himself and spouse. He replied, he could be in no danger of wanting, while his father's tenderness remained, while he and his wife should always cultivate. With elder, the utmost variation he is persuaded his allowance would be suitable to dignity and circumstances of his family, to a vision already made for his brothers and sisters, who are happily settled under his protection. Your brothers and sisters, said my grandfather, do not think it beneath them to consult me in an affair of such importance as matter, Mary. Even either, I suppose, would you like, I suppose, would you have admitted that piece of duty? You have not some secret fund in reserve to comfort of which I leave you? Desire that you will, is like seek out another habitation for yourself and your wife. wife, Wither in a short time, I send you an account of the expense I have been at your education. With you being rebirth, sir, you have made a grand tour. You are a polite gentleman, a very pretty gentleman, I wish you a great deal of joy, and your very humble servant. So saying he left my father in situation easily imagined. However, he did not long hesitate, For being perfectly well acquainted with his father's position, he said not he did not doubt that he was glad of his pretence to get rid of him, of his own being in as variable as the laws of Medes and Persians, he knew it would be to no purpose to tempt him by prayers and entreaties. So without any further application, he betook himself with his disconsolate bedfellow to a, bed, but for, for, to a farmhouse, where an old servant and his mother dwelt. There they remained some time in situation, not ill-adapted to the elegance of their de- desires and tenderness of their love, which nevertheless my father chose to endure rather than supplement an actual and inflexible parent. But my mother, foreseeing the inconveniences to which she must have been exposed, had has she been delivered in this place, and her pregnancy was very far advanced, without communicating a design to her husband, when disguised the house of my grandfather, hoping that her tears and condition with compassion, console him to an event which was now incorruptibly past. He found means to deceive the servants, and get him induced as an unfortunate lady who wanted to complain of some marital grievances, it being my grandfather's peculiar province, to decide in all cases a scandal. He was accordingly admitted into his presence, where, to himself, she felt she fell at his feet, in the most affecting manner, implored his forgiveness, same time representing the danger that threatened not only her life, but that of his own grandchild, which was about to see the light. Told her he was sorry, at the indiscretion of her and his son compelled him to take, make a vow, which put it out of his power to give them any assistance. He had already imparted his faults subject to her husband, to the that they should disturb his peace. With any further impropriety. this said he retired. Violence of my mother's affliction, had such an effect of her constitution, she was immediately seized with pains of childbirth, and not, and not an old man servant, maid servant, to whom she was very dear, for her pity and assistance, had to incurring my grandfather's displeasure. She, in an instant, fruit of my womb, must have fallen miserably vi- miserable victims to his rigour and inhumanity. By the friendship with this poor woman, she is carried up to and immediately delivered of a man-child, a story whose unfortunate birth, he himself now relates. the father, being informed of what had happened, flew to embrace his darling spouse, where she loaded his offspring, her parental embraces, could not forbear, shredding a flood of tears, and beholding a dear partner of his heart, for those ease, whose ease he would have sacrificed the treasures of the east, stretched upon a flockbread in a miserable apartment, unable to protect her from the incurrencies of the weather, it is not to be supposed that the old gentleman was ignorant and what past he affected to know nothing of the manor, and pretended to be very more su- much to be very much surprised when his grandchildren, by his earliest son, deceased who lived with him as his heir-apparent, acquainted him with the affair. He determined, therefore, to observe no medium, but immediately, on the third day after delivery, sent a preliminary order to be gone, and turned off the servant who preserved a life. If he was so separated, my father, he had recourse to the most dreadful imprecations. They bare knees implored that Heaven will announce him, if ever he should forgive or for forget or forgive the barbarity of his sire. The injuries which his unhappy mother received for removal in such circumstances, the wonder necessaries were where she lodged together with her grief and anxiety of mind. Soon for her, into a languishing disorder which put an end to her life. A father who loved her tenderly, was so affected that with her death, You he minded remained six weeks deprived of his senses, during which time the people where he lodged carried the infant to the old man, who had too late relented so far in hearing the Macaulay story of his daughter-in-law's death in the deplorable condition of his son, as a, to send the child to nurse. He ordered my father to be carried home to his house, where he soon recovered the use of his reason. Whether this hard-hearted judge felt any remorse for his cruel treatment of his son, a daughter of which is more probable, was afraid his character would suffer in a neighbourhood, he professed great sorrow for his conduct to my father, whose delirium was succeeded by profound melancholy and reserve. At length he disappeared, notwithstanding all imaginable quarry, could not be heard of a sanguine tense, which confirmed most people in the the opinion of his having made away with himself in a fit of despair. How I understood the peculiarities of my birth appear in the course of these memoirs.